0: Don't try and treat life and the rhythms in a missional community like a light switch, something that you suddenly flip on in your life. And look, look at us. It takes time for any group of people to develop these rhythms and begin to truly feel as if they're part of a family together. And it takes an extra measure of grace and patience when building an extended family, given the integrations of various schedules and different responsibilities that everyone has. It also takes great intentionality. Underscore that. And these types of rhythms won't just happen, especially at first. You'll need to reorganize some of the things right off the bat and create space for more organic rhythms to develop. Remember, slow is fast. This is Life School Podcast, episode number 216.
1: Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Keith, good to be with you, as
0: always. Boom, boom. Getting I'm through May, man. Grateful for the podcast. I love doing this, man. It's, it's cool, right? It is so super, super fun to do, and I love doing it with you, and I feel like we sit here and we get to learn and yeah. share what we're learned. <laughs> you know what's funny is I
1: I was telling a buddy the other day I said he said, props to you, anyone who can consistently put out a weekly show for over two years. That's pretty amazing. And I was thinking, there are times where this gets really difficult and you're sitting there writing scripts and not out of desire, just scheduling. Yeah, just scheduling, right? yeah. And then and then we hear from people and it's like, Hey, you get this review or so and so heard this, and this episode changed the way I thought about this. Absolutely. Look at this review by my buddy B. Harsey. B. Harsey says... Who well, I know who he is. <laughs> oh, you do? I was like, I don't yeah. even know how to say... Okay. He says... If Bryce. You're... It's Bryce.
0: Oh. The beast, Bryce. <laughs> hey, Bryce.
1: If you are on the journey of living life to the fullest, these guys address practical issues that you will implement in your community, home, family, and heart. You will be transformed. A few little changes in perspective, the way you see things over time, will make an incredible difference. Learn to walk by faith, not by religion, and experience the life we get to live with God. So, Yeah.
0: Cool, Thanks. cool. Yeah, this is a really good guy and his wife Gina. They are the best, uh-huh. and it's it means a lot to me from those guys. So hey, I'm sure, <laughs> you probably hear this. So yeah, blessings on you.
1: So, uh, so what's new, man? You've been reading any any fun books lately?
0: Um, I well, I will say this: I have been, just in the last week here or so, I have been. Uh, Tina's been doing this with me. We've been catching up on Marvel and Avengers movies because hmm. we, you know, want to see this eventually. <laughs> yeah, see this new Marvel, you know, uh, Avengers Endgame. Okay. And I have this superpower. I don't, I don't, we've probably talked about it. William knows this that we were just mentioning, but um, I have the superpower where if it's been six months or more since I've seen a movie, I barely remember it. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I have like a, I have like a general overview of like, oh, that's a good guy, that's a bad guy. I mean, I know that's the Iron Man, that's Hulk, you know. He's, but as far as like specifics, it's it's gone. And so I get to just re enjoy movies, man, like crazy. Hmm. Like no problem. You want to watch that? Didn't you see it already? I don't care. You know. (laughs) So we're kind of catching up. But just a little while prior to that, I was super digging into some new stuff, and you and I have been kind of jazzing around it, and. This idea that, you know, like, well, I decided what I believe about this and my faith, you know, like 30 years ago and it's never going to change. Yeah. I just think, I don't know, man. I don't think, I mean, listen to last week's episode. We talked a little bit about just being so comfortable with our beliefs that they never change, right? Yeah. And so I have been reading some stuff lately, kind of redigging into atonement theory. I know it sounds mm-hmm. all heady and everything, but kind of what we believe Christ did and has done on our behalf speaks a lot into then what we're about and what we're up to, right? And who the church is. So, um, I have been reading a bunch on that. Yeah. It's a good, kind of getting my mind blown in some ways. And, and just, yeah, rediscovering some of, like, what's going on with our union with Christ and how really this oneness that he says we have, it's not mm. metaphorical. Like, we are really one with Christ and yep. the Father and the Spirit, and I'm loving it. That's awesome, man. But it's still trickling down to, you know, like, ground level for me. <laughs> hey, and I was going to say, one of my favorite episodes,
1: you know, 100-plus episodes in, is back to episode 109, which was how to innovate your life with lifelong learning. Yeah. And we talked about, like, the book list that you had. And yeah, which I'm trying to update of constantly. Time, being... to time, but yeah. Yeah, so if you haven't listened, that again, it's one of my favorite stay podcasts a you've ever done.
0: Don't stick a you know fork in and call it done. Not that yeah. would I mean, there's too much revelation. <laughs>
1: so. That's episode 109. If you haven't gotten there yet, Coolio.
0: All right, how about this week?
1: Okay, so this week we're talking about what a week in the life of an MC actually looks like. What's an MC,
0: missional community. There you go, A little shorthand right off the bat for everybody. yeah, a little insider language, right? <laughs> yeah. So we might say MC a bunch this episode. We mean missional community, okay?
1: Yeah, because we often talk on the show. Um, about how like a missional community is far less about what you do, but more about who you are when you gather and why you gather. Uh, but there are some very familiar rhythms that should be happening in a healthy missional community. Yep. Uh, what would you say the framework is for
0: deciding what the rhythms of life are in a missional community, and and what they actually look like? Great starting point. Great starting point. A framework for how we would decide those things versus here's what you should do: tick the box. Yeah, right? Exactly. So, so um, I want I would say this is important to grasp is that life in a missional community is both organized and organic. And I think we've talked about this a bit in the past. I'm not positive, but this idea that just like a family, okay. Just like in your family life, there are things that we organize that we do like regularly because they help the family work, like, Mm. like pay the bills, you know, get up in the morning and go to school or go to work or do chores or go shopping for food, you know, all those things, right? There are organized aspects to our family life but then there are way more organic rhythms as well so there's both organized and organic okay. and so for instance you know we we might like Drive up to Ballard, see my son and his wife Mari and my grandson Caesar, and we organized that time because we're gonna you know babysit for a few hours for them, right? Sure. But then the organics, the stuff we don't plan, we're like, hey, let's go do this or this super deep conversation, literally <laughs> that we got into a few days ago that what we weren't planning to have, but it was like whoa, and it was so good and so gospel and so timely, it was completely organic, but it came out of the fact that we went up to babysit and we do that on Fridays, hmm. right? So this life in a missional community start to look through the lenses of what are the things that we're doing that are organized because we're a family. Like, you know, if we're going to have weekly meal together, we should organize that a little bit. So it's not like, did anybody bring food? No, not again. I'm starving, you know. Um, But look for then increasing the organics that are kind of flowing out of that because now you're doing life together. Hmm. Okay. Now, There are some things, though, that are typically more organized in a missional community life. Let me just give you some examples. Okay. Weekly dinners, I already mentioned. Yep. Um, Times when it's like the entire community is serving together. You know? okay. So you're going to go like you're doing a park cleanup or you're going to an old folks home or you're going to someone's house and you're doing some restorations or whatever. you got to organize that stuff. Who's yeah, bringing tools? What, who's coming? What time are we showing up? Did someone buy the paint? You know, or whatever, right? Um, times of studying the, the Word of God, the Bible, or going through the story of God together. You'll have to organize some things. It's like yeah. the story of God, you know, we're going through that for 10 or 12 weeks in community. Well, okay, who's leading? Are we eating first? Then what are we doing? Is there enough seats for everybody? Like there's a little bit of organization, right, that has to happen. Um, Another thing that would be maybe organized is regular prayer for the people of peace in your life. We've talked about what's next, Lord. Yep. And so that takes some organization. You're going to have a little online journal or a paper journal, and you're going to actually have to take time, and I'm praying for this person, Lord, what's next? You You know, what do you want us to say? What do you want us to do, invite them to be a part of? There's a little organization there. Um, how about an evening that's just for the ladies or like our Cigar and Theology? There's sure. a little organization there. It's not heavy lifting, yep. but if you didn't ask me the dates, you know, yep. yesterday for a few in the next months. Put out and then, invites, yeah, invite people. A little bit of organization, yep. but then there's going to be a lot of organics that flow from that. Sure. Right? So pretty much anything that includes the entire community or is recurring will need to be organized or it probably won't last very long or be run very well. And that just gets frustrating. You know, yeah. it's the same in family life. Absolutely. Right? If you went to Thanksgiving dinner at your mom's or your sister's year after year after year, and there was never any talk about who's bringing what. So like every other year there's no meat, there's no Turkey. There's <laughs> chaos. There's four or five like green bean casseroles though. You know, it's, you'd be oh. like I, I'm done. Right. You know? So, okay. Now there are also things that are more organic in missional community life. Like I was already saying. So here, just to give you an idea, here's a few uh, things like maybe a few of you getting together, to watch a game sure. or see a movie, you know, it wasn't a big plan thing, but it's like you know, I just grab my text or the Vox, from like, hey Heath, yeah. what are you guys doing? I just called Josh, we're gonna swing wa- by, yeah. watch the Hawks game, bring the kids, they can run around downstairs while we're a pizza, you know, whatever. Yep. It's just it's organic, right? Um, last minute dinners or drinks together or something like that. Hey, I'm gonna be in your neighborhood, you know, like yeah. right around the corner, man. You've been telling me about the new, you know, hundred beer place. Let's let's go catch it, you, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm well, I'm just driving by. It's like, but you might say, oh, dude, sorry, kids are, you know. The middle of homework and they're all super late for bed and i'm not gonna be able to do it tonight sure. it's, it's organic it may happen it may not um yard work or house projects such as painting or spring cleaning you might organize your end a bit but then you might just hit up a bunch of people saying hey if no one's doing anything i could use a hand today yeah and they all show up i'll buy lunch you know right you know yep um conversations that just happen along the way like i mentioned with my son the other day like that was not organized that was not planned sure it just came up and praise god for it you know mm-hmm. and, and what he did and spoke into our relationships um prayer for needs and issues that just arise and then we talked about organizing certain aspects of prayer but other things it's just like hey are you quick to pray and pray with one another and mm-hmm. say hey let's just let's just talk to dad about this real quick yep it doesn't it's organics and you're looking for that right now overall i think people say like well there's got to be different rhythms for missional community when it first starts than like one that's a year or two into it, right? Mm-hmm. Of course there are, just like your family. Yeah, Think about Things are growing. You and Kathleen first met. What were the rhythms of your life? I don't know. I'd say, you want to go out Friday? And she'd say, yeah. And then we go out Friday and then say, hey, how about getting together next week? You know? Yep. And then they grew and they grew and eventually you're engaged and then you were married and now you started having a lot more organized, right? Yep. And a whole Damn. ton of organics and all that, right? But I'd say in a mature missional community, look to have at least three touches a week with people that you've mm. organized. Yep. So like... You know, we're getting together for family dinner night, and we might be studying, you know, or praying for each other that night. We may just be hanging, you know, with, like, not yet believers yet, or our people of peace or whatever. Um, maybe if you're in a DNA group, which is sort of like a triad of people who are really going deep and going after the gospel, you know, yeah. and stuff in their life. And then if, like, your church has an organized, you know, Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Hang out together. Do that. Go as a family. Go afterwards and have a meal, you know? But look to have sort of three organized touches. Now, there again... This is not a light switch. It's not something you just flip on and so you go, sure, it takes let's, work. Get, let's get eight or ten Christian couples together we know, and then say, we're going to start doing all these things tomorrow. It's like, mm, no, no. But yeah. I'm just kind of giving you that. So, but I also want to say, don't shy away from calling those who say they want to be a part of your missional community mm-hmm. to a high level of commitment to both the organized things, but also availing themselves of the more organized elements of life. Yep. You know, like we talk a lot about using WhatsApp you know, Mm -hmm. in community. And so like, you know, we commit to like, hey, anything you're doing that's out of your house or even at your house, that's not like the marriage bed or, you know, like disciplining the kids. Sure. Just let everybody in the community know. And if we can hang out, we will. Or like you're going to a show, you're going to see the Avengers or, you know, you're going to the park with the kids or you're like going to this ball game or whatever. It's like, hey, anybody else want in on this? Like, and then commit to say, we're going to try to make some of those things. Like, you know, like, don't feel bad about calling people to these things, but also remembering this isn't about taking attendance, okay? Sure.
1: Yeah, you know, it seems like these touch, these little touch points throughout the week are super important. We mm-hmm. we practice it. Like even, a real family, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we pra- I, I practice it a lot in our neighborhood. One of the things that I do is I keep a an empty growler in the back of my car in the trunk.
0: A growler, for those who don't know, is a sort of a giant beer bottle. You yeah, just like stop big, by and you get sort of the beer from a brewery or you get like
1: 2 or 3 what 2 or 3 pints out of it. Yeah. It's, but it's but I'll a, pass by the the pint defiance which is our local local pub in Furcrust. cool Yeah. If there's a good beer on tap, I'll look on the website on the way over, and I'll fill the growler up. And on the way home, I'll text the guys in the neighborhood and say, "Hey, like five minutes, meet outside with an
0: empty glass." Tasting, we're tasting. Yeah, yeah we'll
1: just sit around for even if it's ten or fifteen yeah. minutes. You just have a drink, you connect. See, and that's has that's life.
0: not that organized. I mean, you had to stop and get it, but it was just like, "Oh, I'm on my way home. I saw online they have a new beer. Let's try it." Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: So those, I think those touch points are really important. You know, it's it's uh, it's foundational, I think, for actually building deeper relationship. But you have to make it time. totally is. For those spontaneous yeah. meals or evening hangs by the fire. Yeah, if
0: your schedule is so friggin' jam-packed yeah. that it's it's always no. I mean, go back to last week's episode. We talked about are we too comfortable yep. in our patterns and in our schedules and our lives to actually live on mission? In other words, yeah. it's too insulated. It's too perfectly my, me, me, mine. Yep. Well, I had a conversation
1: with a friend last week who I said, do you know like the last 15 times I've invited you over, you haven't done it once? Like, that? you're just too busy, man, with school yeah. and this and this. So you have to allow for that that uh, that openness and those little touch points, absolutely. But this well, is also those touch points are also really great opportunities to be intentional with making a place for the outsiders. You know, you're standing outside with a beer, your neighbor pulls up from a long day of work. Hey, guess what? We got extra for you. Heck yeah! Uh, and you can actually start inviting other into these kind of these organic moments. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, maybe we can walk
0: through what does a week in a life of a missional community actually look like? I'm going to give you a couple examples, okay? okay? And and just up front, I want to say, please don't take these as uh, prescriptive. They're mm-hmm. descriptive. Sure, Th- These are kind of taken from real examples, but they're not everybody's rhythm. I've never seen two missional communities that have the exact same rhythm going on because they're not the same age and stage of being together yep. and family life. Like I said, it's not a switch you throw, but these will give you some ideas, okay? So this is descriptions of what they might begin to look like. So um, on Sunday, a few folks who are Christians from your missional community gather Um, together, they attend your Sunday morning gathering. Okay. Mm -hmm. And maybe you go out for lunch afterwards. Okay. Um, Tuesday, you have a family dinner night as you know, meal where everybody in the community is invited and the rings of relationships continue to grow. There's no pressure. There's no agenda other than food and fun. It's high invitation. No real challenge. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next night you send out a text to the guys in your community to see if anybody wants to stop over to, you know, have a beer, check out this new beer or watch the game. And mm. three guys jump on the wagon. And they show up early with snacks galore. The rest of the guys are busy. It's, yeah. just orga- it's organic. Just- it happens, you know? And then Saturday, once or twice a month, you plan out a way to serve others and do some sort of restoration project together in your neighborhood. It's mm. a display of the gospel, it's a way of being family. There again, it's not everybody can make it, but that's what you do on the weekends, maybe once or twice a, uh, a month, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, and I was just thinking right now, like, I've got a few voices in my head that would go like, well, that sounds great, but I'm a, I'm an introvert and that just sounds way too much being around people. And I I was just thinking about episode 113 about how breaking the myth of introverts and extroverts and saying yeah. like, just because you're an introvert doesn't give you a chance to
0: to bow out of actually doing this life together. <laughs> you think about this over the course of a whole week, this isn't actually that much. Oh, no, Not at all. It's all the organics that lead out of this that are really where the stuff of life happens and the opportunities to have gospel conversations and include yeah. others and, hey, I'm bringing a buddy tonight and this is great. Thanks for doing this. And I know it's last minute, but he just called me and wanted to hang. And I said, uh, we can hang if we hang at your house. And like, so yeah. All right, so here's another example, perhaps for a community that has a lot of younger families with kids. Which is ours, yeah. Okay? So, there again, not prescriptive, descriptive. Okay. Uh, It's Monday. Three of the young moms in your community get together for a play date with the kids at the park, and often you invite new potential people of peace from the neighborhood to join you. Hmm. Okay kids got to go out anyway there you go so you try to do that on mondays maybe tuesday you send text to the group letting them know that you're going shopping hey who needs anything while i'm out another new friend joins you uh, cuz their car's broken down or whatever as do a couple of single gals who are roommates when they say like you know we want to learn how to shop and cook like you do cuz <laughs> we yeah. don't know what we're doing okay Uh, That's Tuesday. Thursday, maybe you have a family dinner night meal. It's kind of done potluck style. Everybody brings a little something. There's a little organization there, but it's kind of potluck. You know how those go. Uh, And maybe you come up with a theme for the meal, something like breakfast for dinner or soup and salad or Mexican Mm -hmm. night. Um, There are a lot of kids running around, but a short story is told and a question time. And that's fun. And it gets everyone to thinking. Everyone helps clean up afterwards. Yeah. OK, Saturday comes. Some of the men take the kids out to clean the trails at a local forest preserve, while a few others create a simple lunch for everyone who participates so they can enjoy it when they're done. Hmm. So not everybody's on the trail, but we're, we're doing this as a family and it's going to be a blast. So these are very simple and basic rhythms that pretty much fit into schedules of your life already. I mean, if you heard those, they're not like, well, everything would have to change. No. And there again, this is just an idea, right? Hmm. Changing your schedule your schedules so you can spend more time together is not the end game of discipleship, but it's an important beginning as you figure out how life on life happens as an extended family. Yep. Right. So basic quote unquote family values values, of yours, yours, not mine, yours, will start to form as you work out details regarding group participation, spontaneous hang times, mm-hmm. sharing simple meals where it's not any big burden for anybody, and participation in both larger and smaller events that are organized and organic. All that's going to start to develop over time. Absolutely. And
1: I, I was thinking about something that happened the other week that was just a, a little need. I was sitting out, uh, wife's out of town, and I'm like, I need to change the oil on my car. And I'm doing it and it you know takes a couple seconds and another neighbor pulled up, like, Hey you doing oil? Like, I was like yeah, <laughs> I was gonna do it. I was like, Hey, I got it. the ramps out, why don't you pull up right here? Yeah. Never had a conversation with this guy before. Changes oil. Yeah, changes oil, takes he he was Dang. literally gonna do it himself, but I already had the stuff out. Another guy drives by. He's like, I hey, can I if I ran to the store right now, would you mind if like can we just throw the oil in here? And next oh, thing my you know goodness.
0: you got. You're fixing things. Oil change ministry. <laughs> yeah. In a front driveway. How kids start awesome having fun. that? I kind of so, had the reverse happen. My neighbor was spreading this Tagro stinky poo fertilizer on his yard the other I day. I drove
1: up and I was like, what is that Holy smell? Holy moly, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I won't even get into it, but it makes your grass grow like you've never seen. Sure. And my neighbor got this huge load uh, delivered and him and his kids were out you know, spreading it around and they were just finishing up when I saw him. I was like, man, what do you, he said, I've been doing it all day. I said, like, you took off of work to spread poo on your grass. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I got way too much of it in the driveway. Do you want, do you want it for your yard? And I'm like, I, some of it maybe, but I, I didn't have the guts to do it, you know, like front and back. I sure. just kind of wanted it for my front and side, you know, like I want to look good, but I don't <laughs> yeah. want to work that hard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I had the reverse happen because then I had a whole bunch of people help me, hmm. including that guy who gave it to me, and last things we did in our yard to get ready for this, him and his kids did it all. They just said, we'll come over and do it. Like They were aerating and thatching. And then I had this weekend another guy come over, and his son was kicking around. Then my son-in-law and my grandson were helping. We knocked it out so fast. So, so see, it goes both ways, the organized and organic. So my buddy had way too much stuff left over next door, clearly a great guy and a person of peace. And then a bunch of other people hopped in to help me. Yeah, So it didn't take my whole day. And it was, I'm not kidding. We're done like 1030. We're done. You know, That's amazing. I yeah. had Saturday off, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's how that's how it goes though, but you ha- it's, it takes intentionality and it takes like you said earlier having some space in your life so you mm-hmm. can if you were just so maxed out on your schedule it's like I don't even have time to do my own oil yeah. but then the neighbor wants to do it and another guy you're like impossible right well and you know,
1: and my schedule was like I'm supposed to be doing dinner right now and I was like yeah it'll flex it's getting lighter out and so there you, you go you make time for the mission right yeah when, man. It, when it presents itself and actually speaking about that I wonder if maybe we could talk about the different seasons of life in missional communities as well yeah. One thing I was thinking about, like in the Pacific Northwest, m- most of us hibernate for the winter and then, you know, the sun comes <laughs> out we else crawling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm we'll out th-
0: there like in shorts, went in the rain. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're
1: not. So like people start coming out in the summer. Everyone's happy. People are kind yeah. to one another. So we're in, we're really intentional in the summer to throw large hangs, seek people of peace, mm-hmm. and then actually work towards upping the challenges. We go into the winter months with a new, you know, group of people that want to go a little bit deeper, uh, might not work the same and, yeah. you know you know, middle of a I just was looking on Facebook and somebody in our groups from Canada and it's a snowy porch right now. So yeah. But every every <laughs> missional community has different rhythms. So yeah. maybe maybe you could explain how we best actively understand our seasons and actually enter them enter into them with some sort of intentionality. Yeah, I think the
0: seasonal, the seasonality of where we live does actually play a role in what we do, what we actually get to do. So if you say like throughout the summer, we've been having a bocce ball tournament in the yard or at the park and doing a barbecue, and all a whole lot of neighbors come out and they really dig it. But now it's two feet of snow, yeah. So we're just done. We don't see those people. (laughs) Well, no, what's what's the inside thing then? You get to do, right? Uh, Like what's the replacement? Is it like starting a bowling league or is it you know you know, card games Hard or like night, game yeah. night at your house or, you know, I don't know what it is, sure. or it's a show that you all love to watch. And so you get together, pop a ton of popcorn, watch all that, and yep. just go nuts on it. But there is a seasonality. We say that often, you Now, depending on where you live, this might flip. But for us, like, like you were saying here in the Pacific Northwest, when it's kind of rainy and cold and just dreary a lot, and it gets dark early, you yeah. know, in the winter, four, um, then we say that's kind of like a time of breathing in. So mm-hmm. the people that are committed to community, we're going to go deeper with them. When it gets nice, it's kind of a breathing out time. Yep, That's when we're building new relationships. That's where the people that are finally coming out of hibernation, it's a little easier to run into them. I'm not saying you can't be intentional in the winter and knock on someone's door. Sure. But that those guys are probably not going to come out and lay up under their car with your ramps doing oil changes. <laughs> When it's nasty, but Saturday was beautiful. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right. And so, yeah, we say like when it's when the weather is like less that people want to be out and doing things. Some places that's when it's super hot, you know, it's the opposite, yeah. right? Um, then breathing in, go deeper in community. Do maybe you're doing studies then, you're going deeper into the word, mm-hmm. right? Or you're doing the story of God in community with those that you built relationships with all summer. So come fall, yeah. You're doing a meal, simple meal and story with them, right? Yep. And then you're so you're hunkering down as a family per se. And then it's, as it starts to get nicer, you're back outside more, you're on the trails, you're biking, you're in the neighborhood, everybody's walking more, you're breathing out and then you're asking the Lord to show you. Who, who else, Lord? Who mm. else might be a person of peace in, in our life? And you're, you're helping people with their yard work like I was yeah. getting helped and you're, you're doing stuff together and you're going, okay, we're going to start doing some high invitation, very, very low challenge stuff throughout the summer and maybe when the weather turns crap again, yeah. we'll be back to you know breathe in. Yeah, and we've now got what and, four or
1: five months of relationship with these people that we can actually that's right. up so, the challenge.
0: I like to think breathe in, breathe out, you know, when it's nice and people are out doing stuff, breathe breathe outward. Like find and build new relationships both you know with your community in tow and mm-hmm. as a family on your own and just as an individual and all that and then as the weather gets nastier and people are more tended to be inward then those who are kind of committed and leaning in then, then move in and that's okay and go deep so it, there's times and I think this keeps us from burning out too because if it's just all about like we always have to be meeting lots and lots and lots of new people but we never go anywhere with them so our relationships are a mile wide inch deep yep that'll burn you out too and I don't know that you're gonna ever move anybody to maturity in Christ yeah so this idea too and maybe this is why we have seasons, thank you God. Yeah, right? Absolutely, um, most places in the world have some seasons, if not four, you know, or more. Um, but this idea of breathing in, breathing out, and I, I think it refreshes us and renews us, and it kind of there is a naturalness to it. So pay attention to it in your location, in your culture, and you don't have to buck it; you can go along with it.
1: You know, uh, I'm actually thinking about something that you actually started just this morning. For people that might be interested in and in actually figuring out how to live more missionally with a
0: jumpstart challenge, right? That's, it's, yeah, the discipleship and mission jumpstart. It's a four-day challenge. Yep, it just kicked off live today. People who, if you're hearing this on May 13th, that's the day that this episode drops and goes live. We just started live trainings, four days of training called the discipleship and mission jumpstart. Let me tell you about them real quick. It's like it's oh man, I missed it. it. I heard you talking about it a week or so. It's not too late because if you sign up, you got to go through the sign up link though. It'll give you all the instructions of where to find it online. It's in it's in the life school group in a certain place, and you'll get links right to the live training. But you also get replay links and mm-hmm. you get links to the downloads for the homework. And then if you're doing the homework, I give away gifts too, just because I'm. Swell it's so nice, out, yeah? but let me just tell everybody real quick. Day one, what is the mission? Discipleship starts with understanding the mission. Okay, and the mission wasn't like, "Hey, big church services" or "Hey, new screens," you know, on Sunday or whatever. Yeah. So it may be different than you're thinking, but um, it's big. And and so that's day one. That's what we looked at today. Uh, day two, from acquaintance to disciple. Like you mm-hmm. learn how I'm going to teach here on Tuesday, how to find the people, believers and not yet believers who will end up making up your missional community and how the right people quote-unquote, the ones that God has for us are already waiting for you. They want to be with you. They really mm-hmm. are. I'm going to show you and prove it and teach it to you and how to get started with that. Day three is finding the right missional balance, like, and we'll show you how did Jesus balance his time and attention and, and with who and how much, and how did he move his disciples from sort of tire kickers to maturity and sure. making disciples. And then um, day four will be intentional eating, and I'll show you how to experience grace and community and discipleship around the table with a whole bunch of ideas and simple meals because it's a perfect gateway for getting started. Okay. Hmm. Either serious stuff or even just building relationships. So people can register now still for free. Um, just come, go to the show notes, and there's a link in there. I can't tell you. It's too long. I could tell you wouldn't even remember it. But um, just go, boom. You'll find it right here in the Life School site. So if you go to 123LifeSchool.net and just go to today's episode, look in the show notes there, ding, you'll see the, the link for the discipleship and mission jumpstart.
1: Sweet, man. All right, let's get to the big three for this episode. And this big three is a free download of the takeaways we want you to leave with, if absolutely nothing else. And so you really don't want to miss these three. You get it for free by going to
0: 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what are they for this week? Okay, so the big three that you can also go and get downloaded is, uh, first one, don't miss this. Life in a mission community is like life in a healthy family. And it takes time to develop the rhythms that will become natural and fit your life and those of everyone else in your community. Don't expect to throw a switch and everyone will instantly be doing, woo, full on life together. Small is big, slow is fast. Okay? It's real. Absolutely. By the way, those samples, sort of schedules I gave out, yeah. you know, earlier, kind of just shared sort of like descriptions of what they could look like. That's all taken from uh, small is big, so is fast, a book of mine. So I'll put a look, I'll put a link to that too in the show notes. Okay. Second of the big three, uh, the gospel is the answer to every question and the power that saves and frees us. So everything that we begin to do and continue to do with believers and our not yet believing friends in community is an opportunity. To apply the good news of the gospel to areas of unbelief that are mm. causing us pain or strife, keeping us from fully living the life that Jesus came to give us. So how fluent in the gospel are you? And can, can you grow in that? Mm. You can. Yeah, absolutely. And the third of the big three is start adding, this is like a challenge, start adding one organized rhythm into your community life now. Again, if you sign up for that discipleship and mission challenge, I'm going to help you do it. I'm just going to help you with it. But um, a weekly meal, a service project, a study in the Word maybe that addresses a specific need in your community. Mm. Add one new organized rhythm that just fits. But remember, attendance at everything for everyone that happens in community, that's not the goal, okay? Just like in your own family, you'll do some things all together and other things with just a few. So think organized and organic. And look for ways to increase the organic interactions within the organized parts of your missional community. Okay, there's a lot more I could say today's this could be the big 10 this week okay but again i just want to invite everybody to join me for the discipleship and mission jump start so i can kind of get you started it's free there's no strings attached i just want you to join me in fact i even give out gifts just so people engage and do the homework okay mm-hmm. so if you're not yet registered it's not too late sign up now and i'll send you the links to any replays of anything you missed so if you're going oh man i'm hearing this midway through. You're okay, though it's only up for about a week or so. So if you're hearing this like in 2022, it's probably over. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
1: for your free download of the week's Big Three Takeaways, you can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three to receive the notes for this week. Unfortunately, time's up on today's show. Yep. But Facebook, time is never up because we're always on there. Caesar and I talking. I check it so many times a day. I know. I go straight too. to Life School Group. I love it. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. If you haven't been part of that yet, go up in the search bar, type in Life School Podcast. We'll approve you to the group, and you can enter into some wild and crazy conversation. And, uh, I don't know if it's that crazy, but it's, a you know, cra- it's man, getting you know. good. It's
0: getting gooder.
1: <laughs> it's getting gooder. Hey, next week we're going to show you why discipleship is so rare in many and most of the churches out there these days.
0: Mm-hmm. Sad. Sad. It's so sad. We talk about it a lot. Like, oh, this discipleship problem. We got to, but like, it's not, is it changing? We're going to talk about all that. Yeah, I yeah, can't wait. Don't miss that one.
1: That'll be next Monday. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.